Hey guys, I'm Craig Slate. And I'm Ed Todd, And you're listening to The Fresh Craig. Um, I think he was only there long enough to be born, and then from that point forward, he was in Arizona. But uh, he's a young man that spent quite a many years in Arizona. Uh, he literally, I think, stumbled, and I mean that seriously, into the produce business. Uh, and, uh, you know, I good news is, is you know, he's, uh, he's kind of my partner in crime in this whole deal. And that is our good friend. Mr. Matt Mandel, welcome to the Fresh Cred. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I had to throw it in there. Yeah. Um, and and just, to, just to go back on your, your comments about being in Michigan long enough to have been born there, um, <laughs> literally one week after I was born, a tornado came through and destroyed the hospital I was born in. Wow. So I'm not sure if that was the impetus to... You know, finally be be pushed out of Michigan, but it was not long after that. And um, having been in Arizona for roughly 40 years, just kind of round the edges on that one. Um, I, I consider myself an Arizonan, even though I will still claim to have been born in the state of Michigan because that's what's on my birth certificate. I I don't remember it but they tell me that's what happens. But your excuse for being a Detroit Lions fan. I mean, <laughs> that's a, this is our year. Just, just, like, just like the Cowboys fans out there, this is our year. Uh, you know what? Some of us that are Cowboys. Yeah, see, in the Cowboy fan world, we just quit being fans <laughs> until they get better. You know, everybody thinks, you know, we're, we're, we're not loyalists. We're, we're but, either you're winning or we're not your But fan. every year's your year. <sighs> yeah, we've kind of, some of us have even quit saying that, I think. No, so. I, I have yet to hear you stop saying that. So when it happens, I'll believe you. Well, let's don't go football because, yeah, that kind of brings me down. Oh. For sure, for All right. sure. All right. We're going we're gonna to talk some fun talk, stuff. Talk that, some that, positive. That bring up some energy. You know, know what? Matt is the first guy to bring some fine beverages, right? You know, we've had these snacks here for the guests, and Matt, Matt rolls up and thought, you know what? I'm going to dial it up a notch. Brought Eddie mm. a, a nice little uh, coffee. Little brought me a beautiful little stout and uh, I don't know, what are you drinking there I am drinking a stone sour stone sour IPA uh, no it's a sour it's sour ale ah it's, it's it's IPAs kind of taste sour don't they no They're they taste sour. hoppy 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 anyway I just know dark I like motor oil anyway thank you Matt for for, for the beverages it's been great thank you for having me here yeah, I, I do appreciate the opportunity like I said having watched slash listened to the podcast for a very long time this is uh this is quite an interesting opportunity for me to be on this side of the camera <laughs> i do tend to say i have a, a face made for radio so i hope people are listening to this and not watching <laughs> at least this segment yeah you don't have to worry about anybody watching this trust me this <laughs> is just all we we keep calling it a passion project because uh, that's the only way we can rationalize why we keep doing it the so. five people that listen <laughs> regularly are super passionate the most important people yeah it's not my family that's watching it that's i've been good. told that uh, in fact my brother when i mentioned this I said hey i got this live thing going on and i told him it was like 10 to 5 o'clock or something he's like Oh my God! You're going to be talking for like eight hours. I'm supposed to watch that. Has he met you before <laughs> talking for eight hours? Well, he knows <laughs> I can. It doesn't mean he's going to tune That's in not to the watch. Hard part. Yeah, he's like, I'm not watching that. It's in a single breath. Yeah. So, 
I let Ed talk every now and then. Once in a while. You know, you yeah, just, thanks. I've um, been known to uh, chat it up a little bit myself. <laughs> From time to time. So you should tell him, though. I mean, just put some headphones on and go about his business and... You can just listen in the whole time. Oh, my brother? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. He's a little old school. Yeah? Not sure he's got head. Well, he has headphones, but they plug into, like, a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> and so, he's, that, I think he still has a tape-to-tape program working, you know, the reel-to-reel. Reel-to-reel. Yeah, reel-to-reel. Well, that's making a comeback, you know. Hi-fis and the, the audio turntables. And and I just got a turntable. Oh, no. I did. I, really didn't expect, I didn't really expect this to go that direction. <laughs> you can play all your old Frankie Valley records. <laughs> so, I, I, well, I got a turntable, and I am super fired up. Got a, so, and it's, it bangs. Not sure my new neighbors are going to be super excited about my whole sound system. Because your other Welcome music was... Welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> your, other, your other means of playing music was too high quality, and that's why you had to go to... <laughs> just bring it down a notch. <laughs> you need to bring it down a notch. There's something... Try to keep it real. What is, what's the word? Ethereal? Is it ethereal? It's something about the album, the, the scratchy, the... the uh, ephemeral? Ephemeral. That's... What's ethereal? It just means, that, like, I believe it exists in space. In space. Like, ephemeral is the word I was looking for. Right. So, yeah, Tanya, hopefully she's not listening to this part because... She's not. I'm I, using, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <sighs> well, if she does, she will point out that, once again, I should not use any words that I don't know what I'm using. <laughs> so, Mo go monosyllabic. Quit, quit using singular words. You took a swing. I did, so... You tried. Anyway, uh, Matt, so, so, look, this show is about trying to get better and all the struggles people have had in their lives and how they got better. Do you have any struggles in your life? <laughs> yeah, I, I live on Easy Street. It's literally uh, my address, 123 Easy Street. That's what I thought. Um, so but it may not be a great interview because you're just going to be Easy Street. Yeah, but, you know, uh, it's, I, I think anybody that is in this business understands that Easy Street is uh, a hard place to get to. Uh, I haven't found it yet. I've seen, I've seen it on several other people's faces. Allegedly, uh, they they would happily tell me otherwise. And you know, we all have, we all have our struggles, both uh, personally and professionally. But uh, in this business specifically, um, yeah, I think it seems to have been getting more complex. Not necessarily more difficult, but definitely more complex over the years. And. Um, it, I don't want to say it couldn't happen to a better group of people, but uh, our industry is historically known for uh, being able to overcome adversity and you know just the nature of the beast and dealing with Mother Nature, the, the least controllable of all variables. Um, you know, I think that's a, a good place to start when it comes to being able to, to overcome difficulties because the, the people that are in this industry are you know very resilient. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think that tends to lend itself to, you know, some very strong-willed, strong personalities and, and some very, um, I don't want to say people that like adversity, but they don't, uh, they don't hesitate they don't back when, 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 when it's staring them down in the face. Yeah. So, um, yeah, adversity, I think, just is, is a part of the, the game in our industry, and I think that... Um, that's really what helps to bring out some of the the best personalities. Yeah, I, in in my experience, the best personalities in the world have uh, have been in this industry. Mm -hmm. um, and just listening to people and their stories is 
uh, it really doesn't, it never gets old. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, and you, yeah, of course, and you came into this business at a very young age, given the fact that... Uh, zero years old. Zero years old, right, you know. So, so we had Tomas on earlier today, and uh, he started at, what was he, four months? No, four years old. Was he like four? Well, okay, he wasn't four months. You're talking about when he was sitting on the plow? Sitting on the plow. Yeah. Are you no. sure he wasn't four months? I don't he, think he was four months. I would, I was, I would <laughs> hope he's in a plow. baby carrier if yeah. he's at four months. Well, I asked him months. if he had a baby carrier. He said no. But oh, he, 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 he said car seat. He asked him if he had a car seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems like a logical thing to put on the back of the plow. I doubt there were car seats. They didn't back exist. Then. Yeah. Back then, ooh. You just aged Tomas. Uh, no, but I wouldn't the same age. I don't remember, but I'm sure there wasn't. So, you didn't sit on a plow, though. I did not, no. It's... So, a little bit about where, how you got into this wonderful world of produce, because it wasn't exactly a direct path. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to go off to school and become a produce man or Slight, nothing like that. Slightly circuitous, but I, I, I made my way back home, as they say. Uh, actually, I'm, you know, while Sunfed is, is where I'm at now, it really is uh, a multi-generational path to get me where I am today. My father's father uh, used to work in New York City way back in the day in terminal market and then he made the transition from just working the terminal market to actually representing growers and he worked his way up and down the East Coast and ended up down in Pompano Florida and my dad uh, somewhat similar to myself was born into it and said yeah I don't, I don't think I want to do this for a living and ran off had another career and one day he called up his dad and said, hey, uh, you think you could show me that, that produce industry thing that you do? And, you know, I don't know if he came back with his tail between his legs or if he was actually excited about it, but um, he spent one summer on the, uh, the Pompano Market with his dad. and um, I don't know if it stoked a fire that was already inside him or if he just said, well, I got to stick it out because I need to make some money. Um, he, he stuck with it. And this was late 70s, I believe it was 77 or 78. Um, and then over the next few years, he went from somebody that didn't really know much about the produce industry at all to, uh, you know, traveling seasonally, following the crops and, you know, learning the business from the growers and uh, ended up representing several of them, Florida, Georgia, Texas Melon deal came down to Nogales, which back in the day, you know, the Nogales deal was a three-month deal. Um, so he worked that a few years, moved on to California, and you know, he was following the crops, as they say. Um, and I was born in uh, the early '80s, 1980, um, and at that at that point in time, he was still traveling for work and he had not uh, established any businesses of his own but it was shortly after that um, set up his own gig and so you know there were several times when I was a very young child running around a produce warehouse and you know dodging forklifts and you know that's a great uh, game <laughs> yeah OSHA really wasn't a thing yeah. back then um, and uh, I may have gotten in trouble uh, you know jumping on a pallet jack and driving it through the uh, the door of a cold room once so I, I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed on pallet jacks anymore because of that. It happened many, many years ago. Maybe that's a good thing, maybe not. Uh, and so, yeah, I, you know, to say that I was born into it or grew up around it uh, is not an exaggeration. Yeah. 
days after school. You know, we don't have we don't have daycare. We have produce daycare where you get to come and you know my first job was repacking hot peppers. Oh boy. You know, we had 40, 40 pound wire bound crate, literally wooden wooden slats, wire bound crates, and empty out and repack them and sort them and into RPCs. Uh, yeah, I don't think RPCs were, had, had picked up just yet back then, but uh, it was right around the corner. Yeah. yeah um, but uh, you know, to eat them all. <laughs> you, to pepper. You, you learn a couple, you know, lessons. Number one, you learn the value of hard work. Okay, and that's that's something again. Everybody in this business, you either work hard or, or you don't belong in this business. Uh, you learn the value of washing your hands after handling hot peppers, <laughs> um, and that's that's a lesson. You really only have to learn once. One time, right? One that's time. A, yeah, it's a quick one. Um, so yeah, you know, no rubbing your eyes, no using the restroom. It's you work until you're done, and then you immediately go wash your hands twice. Uh, but yeah, that that really was my my introduction to this world, and uh, growing up eating a lot of really fresh fruits and vegetables, literally you know hours outside out of the field. Um, and at some point in time, I said, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. And I, I think realistically, after you stuck your hands in your face, with <laughs> yeah, the exactly. Hot after I learned that lesson, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out yeah. um, no, then, it, then he pranked someone. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure a couple, a couple handshakes. There, there were some pranks. I it, there were. Um, I I may have gotten in. Very very brief story. There was a uh, a foreman in the warehouse that uh, that we were working at, um, who he and I we just kind of kind of butt heads. Granted, I was you know like 13 14 year old kid that. Um, probably thought a little more highly of myself than, than was necessary. Um, and, you know, we, we got into it one day and I took, uh, I took a tomatillo pepper and I wrote on the, on the wall, I wrote his name and then sucks, <laughs> right? Um, little did I think that a few days later it would, you know, actually begin to grow mold and it Oh started gosh. to pop out on the wall. You know, the, the tomatillo juice was relatively clear, so you couldn't see it when I wrote it. But uh, when it started to rot and mold, then, you know, it came out. And not only did it come out, but it stayed Stay after it, Stay after it got washed. Um, I have not been back to that warehouse, but I would not be surprised if it still <laughs> says that on, on the wall somewhere. Um, so, yeah, the, there, were, there were pranks and there were... Uh, questionable decisions, but I think that's what youth is for. Um, and, and you know, at some point in time, I said this this probably isn't for me. Yeah. And w which probably was one of the better decisions for me. Um, you know, nothing against the people that are born into this business and just run with it. Uh, I needed to see that there were uh, things outside of this business and people outside of this business that you know really. I think at some point in time made me appreciate uh, the business a lot more than I otherwise would have. Um, and you know, when you're when you're inside something for so long, um, you start to lose perspective, mm -hmm. right? This is like this is all I know. And then when you start to go out and see other industries, other people, and the way other people work, then that's that's when you really um, can understand and appreciate where you came from. And, uh, ultimately, I, I ended up coming back and you know, going on nearly two decades back in the uh, in the industry now. So, 
So now you went to school at NAU? Yes. And then so I got I got my uh, my undergraduate degree in computer information systems at uh, from Northern Arizona University. So you're gonna be a code writer? So I, I did write some code. Uh, I, I, I wrote what language. You guys write in. Well, so, so, so yeah, back then yeah, we were uh, using COBOL. Um, okay, but that's why I was. I don't know if you were. It was old not. school. Yeah, COBOL um, and Fortran's what I learned to program. And it, it was right around the time when you know all the new languages were starting to pop up. But um, I guess I was a couple years too early for um, really being thrust into all the new languages. And, uh, because I'm of that, surprised you didn't stay in Flagstaff. That's one of my favorite places. So, so I wanted to, I tried to, and there's just no jobs up there. There weren't at the time, you know, it's, it's grown quite a bit, uh, since, since back then, but it was, it was beautiful. <clears throat> I enjoy the outdoors and the hiking and, uh, snowboarding and, you know, there, there's quite a bit to do, uh, outside of being employed. Uh, so in, in employment is, it was, it may be different now, uh, hard to come by. So I decided I was going to leave and, and ended up coming back to Tucson. And, you know, I got a few computer jobs and within, within six months of graduating and actually working in the, uh, the computer world, I said, wait a second, this, is, this, this probably isn't for me. I'm, yeah, I, I tend to be a, a bit of an extroverted introvert, but even that was a, was a little too isolated for me. And uh, when... When you find yourself talking to yourself um, and you're responding to yourself, it's like, mm, maybe I should get out more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I ended up going into the, the restaurant business for oof, six or seven years. Um, enjoyed my time there, but uh, yeah, I really, I, I think what I enjoyed most about it is that was, I was forced to talk to people. As, as I mentioned, you know, I am somewhat of an introvert, but it taught me how to turn it on when I need to, mm -hmm. and I can turn it off when, when I'm done, <laughs> uh, which is a, a very valuable skill for somebody that, you know, would not otherwise be a very talkative individual. So, um, and then, you know, one day my dad came, he's like, hey, um, you know, there's, I've had a few partners over the years and none of them have quite worked out for me and I need somebody who has good critical thinking skills, and I said, you know, if I, if I find him, I'll let you know, but, uh, uh, you know, he, he'd made several runs at me to come back into the business over the years, and I just kept saying no, 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 and I don't know what it was about that day, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, or... Touch at a weak moment. Yeah, maybe it was the right side of the bed, I'm not sure, I, I eventually said yes to him, and like I said, that was 17 years ago. And here you are now. And here I am. Wow. And never did I think that uh, talking to my dad, I'd end up on a podcast. Well, and you know, so, and, and I know we're getting, I'm getting uh, the high sign from the old producer over there, but I can't not bring up the fact. So all this podcast, really, if you look back at the whole podcasting um, lineage, if you will, for, for Craig, it really originated with this guy. It's all my fault. It's I, all his fault. I apologize, fault. Yeah. folks. So he's the guy that says, hey, you really... So I can't even remember exactly how the conversation... I think I'd mentioned making these... I came out to, to SunFed and to Tucson, and I was talking about this life-changing, and I'd probably read a book or something. He's like, look, have you listened to this guy called Tim Ferriss? And I was like, I hadn't, but I'll check it out. And, man, I started listening to him, and I just kind of like, fell in love with his podcast and then through Tim Ferriss I found Peter Atia and 
then Matt and I both began to share all kinds of podcasts and this and all this stuff. And so anyway, he's the reason I even got into podcast in the interest in the first place. Your fault. Sorry. It's all, all his fault. It says he didn't exist. So anybody that's out there listening, why in the hell is Craig doing this? It's this guy. That's, this is why I'm doing this. We'll, uh, we'll post my address in the show notes if you want to send me gifts. <laughs> no, it's been fun, Matt, for sure. And, uh, and like I say, it's, you know, I'd let off, you know, Matt and I through, through my, my journey as well, getting to SunFed, you know, we wound up actually partnering in business and partnered in now a couple of different things that, that are related to and in and, and business and it's been been great to work with. Definitely uh, two different personalities. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just a complete introvert, uh, as yeah, most somebody knows. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in that. Matt has to bring me out of my shell every now and then. And, uh, but no, it's been great fun. Um, Absolutely. Eddie, I, you know, it's... I just feel like we're running out of time. We'll have to do a part two. We but did. This one, but this is going to be a remote as well. Like, we're going to do something remote. Well, come to the SunFed uh, studio. Yeah, you got to come hang out with us. We'll, okay. we'll live stream from the SunFed conference room. That sounds like a practical joke you guys are going to play on me. But okay. We're not do that, too. <laughs> I, okay. It's not, uh, not out of the realm of possibility. I'm not repacking peppers while washing my hands. <laughs> well, good. Well, I, I, like I, how you say, I like how you say without washing your hands, which means you're leaving the door open to actually repack and pop peppers. <laughs>